welcome to our one-shot review for The Eternals, MCU's latest, latest uh, addition to the ranks is The Eternals. We've seen it. We're going to talk about it. So if you have not seen it yet, go see it is what I'm going to say. Yeah, before listening to this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you want to listen to this to get an opinion on whether you should watch it or not, I'm just going to tell you right now, go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it's it. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. And, it. and go watch it at the movies because you have to eventually, essentially. But yeah. um, I would prefer to have seen this at the movies than on a TV screen. It was grand. It's shot so well. Yeah. Like, it is, like I'm just going to say it straight away. I'm probably going to say this a couple of times over the course of this particular review, but we saw earlier uh, before this came out in like press that uh, Chloe Zhao, the director says she was inspired by man of steel and thinks Zack Snyder's great. All this kind of stuff. She, she, and her words were Zack Snyder is the blueprint. Yeah. Because that and got reading trending that, big time. Reading that you're like, okay, yeah, she's a Zack Snyder fan. But then watching this, you're like, you want to be Zack Snyder. Let them make a movie together. That'd be the most oh. beautiful movie you will ever watch in your life. Micah, or DC, hire her to do the next Man of Steel if you're not going to use Zack. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like, she her, her compositions are incredible. Yeah. Anyway. It was a beautiful movie. It, Look, what we always and this is I'm this I'm gonna say this can be the last time I say Zack Snyder's name during this because you should be talking about Chloe Zhao, not Chloe, yeah. You know, but something we always say about Zack Snyder is that regardless of what you feel about the movie, you could pause it at any point and that whatever you pause it on could probably be a really good poster. Yeah, or a computer background or something like that. Like it's it's <laughs> it's spot on. And every part. This movie had the same feel to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In the way she sets up her shots, the the dynamic you get in that, uh, she tells a story in her shots. Like, Chloe Zhao, I think, knocked this out of the absolute park. Yeah. In terms of, of that. Now, we'll jump into this. We'll, we'll give you a brief synopsis, all that kind of stuff. But I do just want to address, man, we had a bit of controversy on The Eternals, which is that... It's the lowest rated MCU movie so far. Not sure how. I've I've did, read a lot of the reviews, man. Did people simply forget Black Panther got made? Simply trying to find out what people's problems were with this movie because I avoided them all before I went into it. I saw, you know, the headlines as you do saying that it's the worst Rotten Tomato movie, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I never trust that stuff anyway. I just want my own opinion. I went and saw the movie and walked out and thought to myself, what did I miss that made people hate this movie so much? Yeah. So I read the reviews, man. And it was akin to, you know, the old saying of don't read the, the comments. Yeah. That's what it was. Like it's these people complaining about stuff that I was like, man, I did not see that. Like a lot of people are calling it slow. Yeah. There were times where I thought the pacing could have been a bit quicker, but you're essentially telling the story of 10 people that you're trying to get attached I to. I didn't find it slow at all. Like I've at sat all. through slower movies. It's called Black Panther. Like, <laughs> Man, I don't think we should be sitting here bagging on Black Panther as much as we are, but there's definitely slower MCU movies. Um, even in just terms of the MCU, like... We were just having a look at the the Rotten Thor, Tomato Thor and IMDb ratings, and people have actually given this movie a one, like one star. It's ridiculous. And you're like, this is like, however you compare it to other MCU movies, like as a movie as a whole, this isn't a bad movie. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about The Eternals. That's it. And... Let's cover a quick synopsis. So the quickest synopsis I can give you is the Eternals are a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years and they reunite to battle the Deviants. Good. And that was pretty solid? Solid. We can break it, we can break it a bit further. 
And that's the end of the episode. Guys, um, we'll see you next time on our next uh, one shot. <laughs> I know, sorry. Um, <laughs> the Eternals were created by the Celestials. That they were, yes. And they're sent to planets with the belief that they're protecting that planet and the life on that planet. And that From all goes haywire, doesn't it? The Deviants, who are there to destroy the life on that planet. Now, that's the battle we're getting told. As the movie goes on, what we learn is that the Eternals were created by the Deviants. Sorry, the Eternals were created by the Celestials to beat the Deviants because the Deviants were actually created by the Celestials first. Yeah. So the Deviants were created by the Celestials and the idea is that they were supposed to promote uh, growth of life on a planet because that's what sustains and is able to create a celestial. So the celestial is planted inside a planet, feeds off the life of the planet until it's able to emerge from the planet and destroys the planet. The deviants weren't able to do that, they just became an apex predator essentially. So the Eternals were then sent and created as the next stage of that plan. Yeah. So they don't only... Because the Deviants were created to get rid of any intelligent life off of that planet. Mm. <clears throat> but now, then the Deviants evolved and the Eternals were created to fight the Deviants from... <laughs> it, yeah, it's just the old Celestial playing God and it didn't work. Yeah. Now, it's like the you know, Celestials... You know the thing, how, they, how they brought in... What was it? The the bugs that were eating the... The yeah, it's the old, it's the old cane toads, toads versus to the... Like, you've just yeah. created... You're an idiot. It's interspecies, essentially. Yeah. Uh, what is great, though, is that moment... And now, obviously, everyone's seen this, so we will just jump through as you go. But the moment where the deviant Crow, who's the leader of the deviants... I don't think they ever said his name, but Crow is the leader of the deviants. They've done the deviants a bit differently, but they've also done the Eternals a bit differently for the comics. So if you've gone into this as a massive fan of the Eternals from the comics, you're getting something very different. I knew nothing about them. And still give you continue heads to know bugger all about them. Well, in the comics, they essentially all have, like, the same powers. Oh, okay. Like, they're all able to fly, have telekinesis. So they're not the Justice bolts. League? No. Okay. Because um, that's what I yeah, got from no. this. Oh, that was the Justice League. Yeah. Like, you had cool Serbs, you had Wonder Woman, you had a strong-ass Batman... You had Flash. You had Flash. Kind of had a Green Lantern. You sort of had a Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah. You had a bit going on. So anyway. there, was a, there was the JLA. There was, a, there was a thing there. All right. You know what? You've made the comparison. I'm going to carry on with it. What I love about and also simultaneously disliked about the Eternals here is the way they did Icarus. You know what's funny is I was watching it and I'm like, Oh, we're just going to go completely off the order of the story here because <laughs> I loved him. Mm. I was loving everything about him. And then mm-hmm. when he had his switch, I'm like, Superman doesn't do that. And then I'm like, well, it's not Superman. <laughs> I had to keep yeah. telling myself, this is not <laughs> Superman. And, and he tried let, to tell you, man. He I, tried to tell you he wasn't Superman. He was I like, even, I don't have a cape. I even led over the vis. I'm like, I've got to just remember that this is not Superman because it's dual my head in that he's just gone evil. I don't like this. Now, can I just can I just um, put something to you quickly? Okay. That he is Superman without hope. Yeah, but he's in blue, so it doesn't matter. He's Superman <laughs> without the love for humanity. Yeah, he's more like a... Oh, no, he's not even Red Sun. No. He, he's he got his own mission. Now, what's got me... He's almost like only, a Zod. He's Zod. The only thing that's got me sad about this... He's, he's essentially Zod. The only thing that's got me sad about it is that because they've done Icarus like this, it has removed all hope that we'll ever get Hyperion in the MCU. Well... Because we essentially just got Hyperion. Yeah. But, but I loved it. All I want to say he was is, so good. He was he was wicked, absolutely wicked. Um, I want him 
as Bond. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, even, see it. I even leaned over the missus and said, I, "I want him as Bond, like that." How many times do you lean over the missus? Was she just telling you, "Can please stop talking to her in the movie?" Yes, basically. <laughs> She's that's like, what was happening. She's like, "Shut up!" I'm like, yes, no, I'm I've watching got things this too. in my head. <laughs> She's like, "Just message Anthony. What are you doing?" Just Richard Madden as Bond, I reckon, would be, and don't even change his voice. Leave his voice the way it is. Oh, how Perfect. good was his voice? Perfect. Now, I, I want to touch on this, okay? I want to do this quickly. So we got a Scottish kind of Richard Madden. Yep. Uh, Gemma Cersei was there. She's obviously got that um, her Asian background, but she had a very British voice. Um, you had Makari there. She's a kind of, you know, person of colour. You've got uh, Kingo, who's who's got that Indian, which they really played up the Bollywood aspect of that. We'll talk about that soon. He was so good. Kamal Nanjiani, nailed oh, it. So good. Um, With his finger pistols. <laughs> you've got uh, Barry Cutting, who's um, Druig, who also had, a, I guess, a Scottish thing going a little bit. Irish, yeah, I a think. Little bit. Irish, a little bit. Um, what I love about this, and then, like I said, with Makari, um, she was she was deaf, so she had sign language going on. Yeah, Lauren, now, Lauren Ridloff, she's in, um, she's in The Walking Dead. Hmm. Now and she's this very very good. Easily have been like if you didn't uh, Fastos, sorry. So Brian is an African American actor who was uh, perceived to be gay in this. Yep. Um, you've got Angelina Jolie. You've got Gilgamesh, who's was Angelina, obviously you know white female. Gilgamesh is a Don Lee uh, smashed that. He smashed Gilgamesh. He was incredible. He, he was, awesome. was so wicked. But it would be so easy to just sit back, see these characters, and say. Oh, they're virtue signaling. They've picked one of every type and they've gone through so that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'd be so easy to do that. But what I love is that the Eternals gives you a reason for it. Yeah. And that is that these people need to fit in anywhere on Earth. Yep. If you had an entire team of white guys... It'd be weird. (laughs) Yeah. If you had an entire team of Indians... It'd be weird. They're not... But to be able to fit in anywhere on earth. I just want to say also, Angelina Jolie looked absolutely stunning in this movie. She was incredible. Like, stunning. Yeah. I was like, you are aging in reverse. <laughs> how are the you blonde, doing this? The you blonde look... hair suited her. Every, the, the outfit. I was like, the... how are you looking better than Tomb Raider right now? Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Anyway, absolutely stunning. Uh, let's look. There's a lot to get through. There's a lot of characters, but and and something that I guess was a little thrown here. Oh, uh, you know, in that ten there, obviously I didn't get through everyone. Sprite, you know, made to always be a child, but so she can fit in with children. Yeah, they're all created to be able to fit in somewhere. Yep. And for people who've missed that point, because a few of the reviews I saw was all the same stuff being like, oh, you know, the alphabet army would be happy, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. You've missed the point. Yeah. Except Drug. They, Drug's like, no, I'm going to fit in with myself. You guys can all right, go Let's talk hell. about Drug because I had an issue with Drug. <laughs> okay. I had no issue with him. Can I tell you my issue with Drug? Go. Everyone's bagging out Wanda for taking an entire town hostage for a week. Yeah, No. And I'll argue this with you. This dude was a cult leader leader for centuries. Yes, but Wanda did it because of her own... It was selfish. He did it because he was sick and tired of everyone fighting and dying for no reason. He still removed people's free will. It doesn't matter. That does matter. That's the point. It doesn't matter what your motives are, man. If you remove people's free will, you're the bad guy. We don't deserve free will. (laughs) And that movie proved it. Like, them all killing each other. It's like, but for what? For what? <laughs> that no scene. Need. That scene was powerful. Having um, Thena go through Mad Weary. Oh, yeah. In the comics, it's Cersei who gets Mad Weary. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I had an issue with? What's that? Kit Harrington saying... I love you, Cersei. <laughs> didn't like that. Didn't, didn't like that at all. 
Not a fan of you right. saying that. Not a fan of John you, Snow you've saying, I love you, you've sir. You've mentioned Kit Harrington, so we're going to go with it here. See, you had a problem um, with him, didn't you? I didn't. He's not a great actor, I'm sorry. There's so many times he does things and I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> Even in the, I'm going to jump straight to it, the after credit scene, where he's sarking himself up to open up the box. I was like, just open the box, man. Come on. This isn't oh, about you. This open is about the what's, in the, what's in the box. This is about what's in the box. I knew it was in the box. Where was Brad <laughs> I was like, this is about what's in the box. Where was Brad Pitt? What's in the box? <laughs> He's um, frying on electric line, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, that's Fox. He's he's still good. That's we can Fox. bring him back. It's fine. He's somewhere. <laughs> he's all, um, he's well, good. then he could have been in the room. We wouldn't have known. That's right. Um, oh, let's just do it, man. Who was in the room? He was next to Blade. That's where he was. Yeah, he was. I now, know, because when that voice spoke, I'm like, I, I had to IMDB it because I'm like, I, I know that voice. Who is that voice? Mm. It's like, I, I know who that is. And then... It, uh, Mate, after it, I, I saw this... I flick through I, IMDb and it's like it's it said voice. I'm like, oh no way, Mahershala. Oh, we got Blade. Mate, oh, I picked oh, it straight away and sent it to my missus, right? And that's when I sent you that message, being like, you were like, what about the after credits scene? I'm like, one's going to be very important to us. Yeah. And it's because literally last week on the show, we were talking about his possible MCU debut in Moon Knight, or where he's going to pop up. And we got his first debut, and we didn't even see him. It had already happened. He's in the Eternals. Eric Guys, Brooks. Blade, we got Blade's MCU debut. Why it happened, though, is the confusing part. Because so that's what I need to talk to you about, because are they linked? A Blade and... No. What's his name? What, what was his name? Uh, da- Dane, Dane Whitman. Whitman. Who so Dane Whitman who? is the Black Knight. The Black Knight. That's racist. Mm. That Blade, though, is the Ebony Blade. Yep. Which they mentioned. They mentioned that in... The in the Eternals actually mentioned the Ebony Blade. Um, when they're in the spaceship, when they go back to the spaceship and they're playing yes. all the stuff, she goes, "Is that Makari? the Ebony Blade?" And she's like, "No, it's no, it's uh, Excalibur. Excalibur." And then they talk about Excalibur for a bit. Yeah. So the Ebony Blade is a blade passed through a family, which is Dane Whitman's family, which he kind of starts talking to Cersei about, where he goes, "Actually, I found I say my family. I need to tell you." And then the big fella shows up and takes her. That was yeah. awesome, by the way. The cl- cool all the that? clouds just move and you've got this celestial just looking out over the planet. It's like, oh, oh no. man. Oh, no. Oh, so God. the Ebony Blades pass through Dane Whitten's family. The reason why his family believes, or Dane Whitten believes that it's passed through his family is because the Ebony Blade actually makes you want to kill people. Oh. It's a powerful sword. It, it craves blood. Oh. Right? Oh Lord. Yeah. Which is and you could see it moving the way they've done it. It was trying to get to him. Yeah. Right? They believe that their family was chosen because they're a pure of heart family. And they're the ones who can use the sword for good. So not only keep it safe, but actually use it to be productive. Yep. What they actually find out. And Dane Whitman realizes because as he's a hero, you realize that he, I mean, he's a womanizer for one. He sleeps with, he's like he's with Cersei in the comics, but he's also like as he kisses Cersei in a panel, he looks at Crystal from the Inhumans, oh, and he's well. like, maybe maybe I love her, right? He's not just a I, I want to be with women. He actually he loves them, but. What you kind of, and he learns about himself, is that he's a narcissist. He wants to do good and he wants to help people, but he wants to do that because it makes people like him. Uh, okay. Right? He's a pleaser. He wants to be loved. He wants to be loved by everyone. And that's who Dane Whitman is, but that's who his family is as well. And that's well, why the Ebony Blade chose his family. I'm also going to say... Because they're not actually pure. The Blade... The Blade is not going to love him. Mm. So, but why is Blade there? Why? So, let's get back to that. They have hunted Dracula together in the past. Oh, okay. So, that could... Hello. Possibly. Possibly. Anyway, 
that's the possible connection there. Um, Dane Whitman, if you want to know anything about him, he's got a very complicated past. His uncle was angry that the Blade didn't choose him. So pretended to be the Black Knight before Dane Whitman was. Yeah, right. And worked against the Avengers. So joined the Masters of Evil. So the Black Knight was essentially a bad guy. Then when Dane Whitman found out, he beat his uncle, took the mantle of the Black Knight and did all he could to make the Black Knight a hero. Yeah, cool. Which included um, he posed as the Black Knight, obviously, before anyone knew that he had gotten rid of his uncle and joined the Masters of Evil to try and infiltrate them from the inside for the Avengers. So Dane Whitman is a character, guys, and Kit Harrington is playing him. We don't know when he's going to actually show up next, whether it'll be in a movie or a TV series, but could be in Blade. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Either way, let's get back to the actual Eternals because Kit Harrington wasn't really in this movie. He was in the start, he was in a bit of the end, but when all the action was taking place, he wasn't around. He was not around. People were around were Cersei, who Gemma Chan, I think, did a great job. Smashed it. Much better than the last Marvel movie, that's for sure. Oh, that was Thingo, wasn't it? Captain Marvel, yeah. Captain Marvel, she was green or blue or what? Yeah, blue, she played a random random Kree soldier. Yeah. Uh, not random, she was actually a well-known Kree soldier, but in this and in that movie, she was random. Um, I just want to jump to Kingo, though. I do. Because Kamal, like you said, absolutely nailed it. Oh, mate, awesome. I love it. Kuran, though. He was so good. Stole the movie. Harish Patel, he was he was wicked. He was so bloody good. Like, he like, started kept, off going, as that like comic relief. Yeah, but they'd get into a thing and I'm like, oh, he's still here. He's still following them. What is he doing? I love Sprite yelling at him and be like, how many cameras do you have? <laughs> But he's still there, like, and it's like you, you expect him just to be somewhere else, like he's just gone, or something. Mm. And then the next battle happens, and he's in the background. It's like, why are you still there? <laughs> Look, can I tell you what made this character for me though? It's the moment where he thanks the Eternals for all they did. It was amazing. It was. That's amazing. what turned him from just this random comic relief, ha ha ha, Marvel side note character to the voice of humanity. Yeah. Thank you for, what does he say? Thank you for creating this. I've really enjoyed my time. Or yeah. something like that. It's like, that's awesome. Thank you for trying, essentially. Yeah. I want to get into, I uh, will put a pin in that because there's a reason why he had to walk away from the Eternals. And it was to do with Kingo, obviously. So we'll get to that because there's a decision that gets made there. Let's talk about Richard Madden. Superman. So, Icarus. Kal-El. Who gets the cold <laughs> Superman. I love that they don't shy away from that. They just they like, also did they a Batman get, reference too. They did, yeah. Fastos. Like, was it Fastos? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. We said he was Batman creating stuff in his Batcave. No, 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 no. Wasn't it? No, it was to Karan. Someone calls him the was, Alfred. Yeah, yeah that's to, right. Yeah. Yeah. The um, King goes Batman. That's right. That's 100% where it was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that was the first DC reference. And then we got the Superman. It's like, what? Mm. We've just got two DC references in a Marvel movie, which has never been done before. So Richard Madden's Thanks, Chloe. Icarus. <laughs> Chloe just absolutely nailing it all. <laughs> um, Icarus... What's great about him is that you get this start and uh, look, there was a bit of going on about how they were saying this was the first love scene, like first sex scene shot in a Marvel movie. They tried to delete it. I'm so glad they didn't take it out because it was needed. Yeah, and Disney wanted to remove it. Disney didn't want to remove it. Um, countries wanted to remove it. It was part of the banned list. No, no, that one, that, that sex scene, that was Disney wanting to pull that. Was it? Yeah, that was a reshoot. They wanted to reshoot stuff. Oh, man, I'm glad and they Chloe, did because that was needed. Chloe said, no, it's staying. Look, 
the for the, that, the twist. The things that the, com- the, the countries wanted removed was the whole Fastos stuff. Fastos stuff. That's right. Yeah. Which so now should never be removed. The anyway. you're seen right at the end of Icarus not being able to take down Gemma Chan, Cersei. That's what made that sex scene needed. Yep. Not just the sex scene, but it was a love scene essentially. Yeah. It wasn't just sex, it was love. That's right. With the wedding, with all that kind of stuff. It was the way he played Icarus being conflicted was great because he was so strong with his morals the whole time. And his character stepping away from Cersei you can see that galvanizes morals. And then when they change to say, no, we need to save the, the world. He wasn't just saying, no, we're not because I believe in the celestials. He's saying, no, we're not because I endured horrible stuff already. And I don't want that to be for nothing. Yeah. So he's saying, I walked away from her because I believed in this, but because I walked away from it, and had to deal with not being with her. I need to be worth it. That's right. The other thing, of course, is the murder of Ajax. That was intense. Did you think they were going to cut away from that at some point? Nah, I thought that needed. Everything there was needed. No, I know it was definitely needed. I just, my whole time, every time I was watching this movie, I was watching it from the point of view of this is a Marvel movie. So... When did we got the think, sex scene, I was think, like, this would have cut away at some point. Do you think that that's why this movie got slammed is because it's not your traditional, colourful, lovey-dovey, funny, funny Marvel movie? Well, this is the thing. It's the point that you get these scenes, that sex scene, the murder of Ajax, all these scenes. In a typical Marvel movie, it would have stopped before it got to that and you would have seen it from a shadow behind a curtain or something. And then you would have got a joke about something and yeah, a whole bunch of colours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And this was different, which was great. Yeah. This is what we want. We want normal. Oh, Give look. normal. Mate, I'm, I make no qualms to say that I love Marvel movies. Oh, no, me either. You know? Well, so fine. I'm happy to get both. But this movie girl. in particular needed this. Salma Hayek, she was great as Ajax, I would say that. She's also revealed that she signed a multi-picture deal with Marvel. Oh, which no. I'd read about before this. How? Well, seeing as she's been here through all of time. No, oh, we're going to give backstories. No, she could just show up anywhere. Well, she's you dead. know? She can't. Well, she can because she was there. If they're ever doing a flashback, if they're ever doing anything set in the past, she can be there. Her multi-picture deal will just be her walking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna enter into the background of like Captain Marvel and like all this kind of stuff. Just, just staying there in the background during this time. Yeah. Um, either way though, that scene where she essentially gets fed to the deviants by Icarus was brutal mm. and it then it being the first evolution of crow of him absorbing it an eternal yeah being able to heal himself it was all cool it was which it we was saw cool. when when crow popped up in the streets of london yeah and he your first himself. real real deviant fight which was great as well um also just want to say not dan stevens no, it was um, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, it was. So what the hell Dan was Dan Stevens so talking sure. about? Well, I think it was originally him, because at some point it sounded like him. Mm. But yet, it's titled down on IMDb as Bill Skarsgård playing Crow. Yeah, I don't know. So, what uh, happened? Maybe one did the voice, or one did the body work. Who knows? It would say that though. Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. So I have Either no way. idea. Who knows? Um, all right. So anyway, Icarus just absolute badass soups. 
the fight scenes with him were phenomenal, I thought. Right. They looked amazing. They'd even uh, nailed, they nailed the slow float and turn around and take off. And it's like, oh, that's Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's, that, that's Henry right there. That's how he does his takeoff. Or like it's the exact he... same bit where he goes to Lois he goes, when he has to kill Batman and he saves Lois from falling off the, the building. Mm. And he says that line, none of us stay good. What is it? Or something along those lines. And he does the slow takeoff and then bang and he's gone. It's like there was well, the exact he, same um, thing. Where he just flows it down to get Ajax. Yeah. And you then know? take off like, just sort of doesn't stop. Yeah. It's just all smooth. It's dump, dump, gone. Man, he was... It was done so well. Uh, even like, you know, when... I think it was Crow. Uh, one of the deviants anyway. When they're having that big fight, I think it was at Drug's compound thing. Where he holds his head down and he's trying to get him with his optical blast. Yeah. But, man, that was shot so well. Yeah. He's struggling oh, to try man. and look up and hit him. Yeah. He's clearly not as strong as Superman, no. though. No, no. There's no punch. Um, there's not much punch strength there. There's strength. Yeah, he, there is punch strength, but it's not as punchy. Yeah, but he puts a lot of his his strength because of his speed. Speaking of that, Makari, Lauren Ridolf, mm. going toe-to-toe with him was awesome. It was done very, very well. Like, actually done at the speed? Yeah. Instead of slowing it down, I love yeah. that. You just say, <laughs> that's I, wicked. I, I saw something that was cool, which people were like, because obviously you get the real hardcore Marvel fans, hardcore DC fans going at it, you know, and people being like, Makari's better than The Flash. And yeah, she's not. Someone's saying, well, not The Flash close. can go back in time. Like, the Flash went back in time to fix, his, fix things. And someone else saying, well, Makari doesn't make the mistake to begin with to have to go back in time. <laughs> She's not yeah, as like, she's not I'm as quick as the she's not as quick as the Flash. No, look, not I'm of close. the opinion of I don't need to compare them. I feel like, and I feel Mikari like just, was a great character. Oh, brilliant character! But in saying that, in comparing them, I feel like that is why you need slow mo. Otherwise, you wouldn't see the Flash. <laughs> you can still see her. Yeah, when she's moving fast. If Her you were to do toe, toe with Icarus was fantastic. Remember when they did the flash scene with um, Gordon on the roof, mm. and all that was left was lightning. You didn't see him yeah. go anywhere; he just vanished. You would see her. It'd be quick, but it wouldn't be that quick. Something they didn't say, which I was waiting for, because you've got these things all the way through where you're like, "Oh, the Eternals have influenced human history," which will bring us to Fastos soon, but things they have done have affected the course of human history. I'm positive that Makari invented sign language. Like where was the, cause she was speaking to people in the tribes with her sign language the whole time. Yeah. You know, like she definitely invented ASL. Like she was yeah, the first sure. one there using it. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about Fastos though. Cause he invented the hydrogen everything. bomb. He invented everything. Like, like literally, he has invented everything. Everything that's the next step in evolution is from him. Look, we all thought Tony Stark was a great creator, but apparently Fastos was just there. Just How awesome was it? He was trying to give him the steam engine before the yes. before the hoe. He's like, look, I've given, I've, I can give them the steam engine. They're like, ah, no. He flips back and he's like, fine, just double plow. <laughs> just to slow used, it down a little it's bit. It's used Fastos. to plow. Like, Wow. He was fantastic. All right, so Brian Tyree Henry was awesome. He was. I love the um, the scene of them in their house where he's like, "No, I, I don't, I don't do anything." And Icarus fires the light, fires the eye shot at the at the window, yeah, to be like, "Oh, nothing, right? You got nothing here. Is that right?" My kids in the next room. Yes. <laughs> so good. And then the now, table. This is probably yeah. vibranium. Bang. <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> now, I was speaking to my uh, my partner about this because we were talking about the whole idea of each character needed to be, you know, a different uh, diversity person to be able to fit in, all this kind of stuff. Making Fastos gay was 
not only needed for the whole, you know, we need someone to fit in, all that kind of stuff, but for one of them to have kids, they would have had to have adopted. Yeah. And it's, because it's, they, it's they couldn't have kids. couple to do that. Like that was just another level of, it didn't feel like this is just in here because. No, it was great writing need, is what it was. We need one. It was written so well. It was thought out and planned perfectly. And then it gave the character so much more. And if you have a problem with that, you're the person that's wrong with life. Well, this is the thing. Like, Then you get to the point of the only reason he's deciding to save the world is to save his family. And that's brilliant. His goodbye, obviously, we get the we get our first um we get what is it, a gay kiss in the MCU. It fit, it tracked, it wasn't just there because we're ticking a box. See, I feel like this is how if if you're into the whole ticking boxes thing, this is how you do it perfectly. No issues with any of it. Unlike the CW on the other hand, when you just tick and boxes. Oh, they're ticking the boxes. Ticking boxes. This yeah. was if if you look at it from a ticking box point of view, this is boxes being ticked, but they're being ticked with a gold pen. Yeah, it's it's just, but it's not even. It's the point of like, and you even get I a little apple you could sticker get, at the end. If you weren't if you weren't sitting there ticking boxes like while watching it, you get to the end of it and be like, oh man, I forgot to tick all those boxes. Yeah, they did it all, didn't they? Yeah. All right, and yeah, that's cool. it. I did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch this movie because I didn't. I didn't read reviews. I saw it was getting slammed, but I didn't read any of them. Mm. So, I didn't even look at it as ticking boxes. Man, uh, look, didn't even look at it at that. Let's talk about him though. So, Fastos creating his power was cool. Like the way they did it was. It's very Tony Stark, isn't it, with the holograms? Throwing stuff out there. He can pull it out, throw it in the bin, pull it apart. Yeah, now we need this. Pull that very back. Throw cool. it away. Him making those rings, but then the way he bound Icarus in that last fight scene. Yeah. That was fantastic. What do you say? I've been wanting to, yeah, wanting to hold you down, or wanting to stop you for a long time, or something like that. Mm. Loved it. It's like so he saw him being dodgy, but just couldn't do anything. Yeah, but, yeah, but in he, the end, I think he knew because if he had to try and stop him, it was going to be only one way. And in the end, he still couldn't do it anyway. Oh no! The big fella but, busted out. <laughs> are we calling him the big fella? He's like, no. <laughs> Can we call him the slightly big fella? The, the slightly <laughs> smaller fella. Um, he, yeah, he probably hasn't earned the big fella title yet because that's that's well. That's look, whole, speaking that's of people that want to go, only. that's what I mean. Speaking of people that wanted to go toe is helping for a while. Druig. So Barry Kurgan, my missus leans over to me. So she did the U on this one. She leans over to me during it when he's giving his bit of a at the start, and she goes, "He's got bad guy vibes." And I was like, yeah, he does. He wasn't a bad guy at all. No, he wasn't. But he had <laughs> bad guy vibes. You know, his whole thing of just being like, wanting to go toe-to-toe Icarus from the start, essentially. <laughs> him and the chemistry between, the chemistry between him and Makari were awesome. That was I'm just like, can like, you just, can you just kiss? Just kiss. Yeah. Just You're kiss. like, what is this? All right, no, what? I'm going to stop you on that kiss. one. Just for, just for them. I'm going to stop you on that one because- the dynamic between every character. Like the way they... We Everybody kiss. <laughs> but, oh my God, that'd be amazing to watch. Um, we only got these characters for, this, uh, in the essence, a quarter of a movie. And the family dynamic they'd built up in that time between characters you knew nothing about to the point of being halfway through and saying, oh, they love each other. Yeah, you can see how much they care for each other, and it's not. Um, Angelina Jolie said this in an interview. I thought there said, was going to be something between Icarus and Thena. <laughs> yeah, there was a but, slight look there, and I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. Well, is this is what Angelina Jolie said. She goes, even with um, Gilgamesh and Thena, it wasn't that they were together romantically. It was that they had an um, intense mutual respect as warriors for each other. I felt like Gilgamesh and Thena, that was more like a brother looking after a sister. Yeah. But it was just, and she said, you don't get 
relationships of pure respect that often in in Hollywood in anything. Yeah. She goes, but that's what this was. It was he was looking after her because of that. But all of their relationships essentially, except for maybe Cersei and um, Icarus and Sprite and Icarus, which we'll get to as well, came from a place of respect. Yeah. You know, and that's what I think you saw with Drug and Makari as well. Is that they just they were in each other's wheelhouse because they knew how they how they were, but they respected each other just intensely. Yeah. Um Icarus and Thena both respect power. And that's what you saw when they looked at each other. Yeah. You know? That whole thing when Icarus versus her at the end. Yeah. What did she say? I've always wanted to fight you. Oh, Something no, it was, those, what was he it? was like, no one can beat me. And saying she goes, you never had to fight me. Yeah, that's right. Or something. Oh, it was something God. along those lines. Like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be great. This is Soup's V Wonder Woman. Let's go. And it went well. Let's punch on. Um, Sprite. Okay, so Sprite, a little bit annoying, but child character. You get that. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't a fan. But you can see kind of where she was coming from as well. Like It was like, shut up, you 7,000-year-old kid. <laughs> but you kind of get it as you. well where you're like, I get it. Like, if you couldn't grow up, man, like... And but she still way, should grow up. But the way they used... Just because you look like a kid doesn't mean you can't grow up mentally. Kingo using Peter Pan as an example. That was brilliant. That was perfect. That was absolutely brilliant. Calling her Tinkerbell. Yeah. Always in love with Peter, but can never be with him. That was so good. Anyway. Um, Cersei is the Wendy. Then from there you get Sprite. And I did not see the stab coming. No. When you had her projecting Ajax, I was like, yeah, that's Sprite. Obviously, that's Sprite. But to actually stab her. And then have Cersei forgive her in the end. Well, this is... All right, let's do this. I was like, well, I would have just deleted her. (laughs) She was... I mean, as far as you go, though, she was technically punished and banished. She's no longer an Eternal. No, well, that's what she wanted. Cersei yeah, gave her what she wanted. I wouldn't have done that. No, but see, she's still not a threat anymore. I would have sent her into the stars and just left her the way she was. Yeah, but you've... Suck it. I don't know. I, I think it's I, I think it's the better way to go about it. Continue being a kid for the rest of your existence. Nah, I like it. It's like, I'm still going to be around for another 7,000 years. You'll be dead in 20 years. <laughs> well, no. 70. Oh, no, it's the MCU. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Stray bullets. Yeah, you can get caught between some kind of like crossfire of Mysterio dropping a building on someone and you're gone. Doom just comes <laughs> back and... Yeah, you know, who knows what's going to happen. See you later, little girl. <laughs> you know, go hang out with Dan Whitman. He's about to get the Ebony Blade. He's going to want to kill someone. They <laughs> <laughs> like cross paths. He just knives her. Yeah. Blades like, oh what God, are you doing? I thought you were still an eternal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Off with their head. Anyway. Um No, I thought I thought the way they handled Sprite as well, but not just Sprite Kingo. Now, all through their discussions, Icarus and Kingo, Icarus was stronger, obviously, saying, No, this isn't the right thing to do. But Kingo agreed with him. And Kingo's justification the whole time was you know, a million people versus a billion. Yeah. And you could see that in him, that he was conflicted, so that when he left, and I said I was going to get back to it, but him walking away with Quran and Quran saying his bias, it's because Kingo decided that he couldn't fight for what they were fighting for. No. Now, he didn't get punished. They didn't punish him for having that viewpoint. Because, because he, he didn't, didn't fight for actively and he didn't go fight against, against them. That's right. He didn't fight for and he didn't fight against. He just said, you know what? This is not my fight. This is not my belief. I'm walking away. Yeah. And I can I respect don't wanna, that. And that's the thing. He's like, I don't want to have to fight you guys, but I, I'm not going to fight with you either. Yeah. So he's gone to live his life with Sprite apparently, which is cool because they had that little relationship dynamic anyway. So you're like, obviously they're, you know. Well, he's sending her to school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she's now also addicted to a phone. <laughs> you might learn how to be a human or something like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Um, once again, Kamal, absolutely nailed this. Just want to say that again. I know you said it a couple of times, but uh, look, just from the start, let's get to it. We're not from the start. We're like half an hour. You know how low we are, but we're nearly an hour in. Every actor dominated this. Yeah, like there, there was no weak link. Yeah, no, none. Salma Hayek, we would love to see more of, but she gave you what you needed. You needed to. Um, I was surprised by how much I felt for the characters who got killed off. Because you only knew them for, once again, you only knew them for the short amount of time from the start of the movie to when they died. Yeah. But it still broke my heart when Gilgamesh got killed. Yeah. You know, it still broke my heart when Ajax got murdered. Those moments still sat with you and you went, wow, that was, yeah. And it's, it's, and that's because it's, you understand the gravity of what an Eternal is. It's no small thing to kill an Eternal. Yeah. You know, um, who else do we have here? So, uh, mate, Kamal, we got we got Harry, we got Drew, Mister Harry Styles. You want to get to that, do you? Let's just do it. Do you know who Eros is? Thanos' brother. Do you know? Yeah. So it's Eros is Star Fox. Eros is also essentially Cupid. Oh wow! Right, that makes Expert. perfect sense. Why Harry Styles is playing him. Yeah, so even the missus goes. She she started laughing when he got when he came out. Once Pip announced him, mm. and uh, <laughs> she goes, "Oh, all the ladies will be loving that," <laughs> and it makes perfect sense now that he's Cupid. Pip, by the way, Mister Patton Oswald, Mister Patton Oswald, <laughs> another justified alumni making his uh, just MCU showing up everywhere debut. Uh, he was great. That's, by the way, who everyone thought Peter Dinklage was playing in Infinity War. Patrol, yeah. Pip the Troll, because he was big in there with the red hair and there was something that was seen with Peter Dinklage running around out of a barb with red hair for some reason, back when that was filming. Instead, he played a troll. A dwarf. That was huge. Yeah, dwarf. A giant dwarf. Right. A giant, giant dwarf. dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> He'll kill you, not if I die. That's what kill you means. <laughs> <laughs> That's what killing you means. And what was the other? <laughs> Worth a handle <laughs> every time. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's not who we got. We got Pip the Troll announcing Harry Styles as Eros, Thanos' brother. That was awesome. Is he a good guy? Yes. So Thanos is just an asshole then? Yeah, essentially. But you could say that he is the reason Thanos is an asshole. Because everybody loved him and not, not the purple thing. Yeah, but he wasn't nice to him either. He was like, look at you, you're ugly. What are you? <laughs> you know, like that's how he spent his life. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Eros is, yeah, essentially Cupid in the MCU because he can make people fall in love. I just want to say, solid acting by Harry as well. He did well. He was very, very good in that short uh, amount I, of I love that, that he was thing in. he was did awesome. was hit on Athena. Uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Do you believe that? Beautiful um, as always. Yep, he, so, like, if you're ticking boxes, you'd say right now, doesn't matter if you're man, woman, whatever race you are, Eros will love you. Yes. Right? He will love you <laughs> and make love to you. Yeah, or force, not force, all right? yeah, coerce you. And this is the, the downfall of Eros is in, the, in the MC, in the comic, sorry, is that, He's never certain if people actually love him or if they're being affected by his power. Yeah, right. So he's really insecure about whether people actually like him. Yeah, okay. Because his power is that he affects people's uh, pheromones. Yep. And and can make them, you know, change their moods, essentially. Um, and that's who Star Fox is. Well-known womanizer throughout the galaxy. Beautiful. So Harry Styles, perfect casting. Beautiful Absolutely man. perfect casting. That was one of the things that was sport for everyone. Yeah, that got sport for me. Yeah, but well, I can't believe knowing who the character was. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I almost spoiled that for you, by the way. 
was like, oh, because you were really on the fence about whether or not you were going to go see this movie. Yeah. And I was like, man. I just still can't get over the first time we get Blade and you, you hear him. You don't even get to see him. You know what it felt like to me? And he's uncredited as well, which sucks. Can I just say what that felt like to me? What? The first time we got Nick Fury. No, because we saw him. But you didn't see him to start with. No, he walked out of the shadow. But you just heard the voice? Yeah. Talking to Iron Man, and that's what I thought we were getting. I was like, oh, was that like a nod to it? Or was that? You got the big trench coat and the sunnies and... Oh, so that's what I was waiting for. I was like, oh my God, we're getting this kind of like... And then we got nothing. Yeah, but still, I mean, we got his voice. His voice was great. Nothing at all. Nothing Um, at all. Look, guys, the movie was much better than just the caveat at the end, but (laughs) that was a great way to finish it, I've got to say. Um, Perfect bow on the package is what that was. It really was. So that's how we finish it. We finish it with um, the Eternals were divided. So who was on that ship? You had Thena, um, Drug, and Makari. Yep. On the ship going to look for more Eternals. Yep. And they get boarded by um, Eros and Eros. Patrol, who mm. is obviously another Eternal. Now, on the other side of the coin, you had uh, Kingo. Uh, who else was there still? Obviously, Cersei. Uh, Sprite is no longer an Eternal. Nope. She's been eaten. Ajax and Gilgamesh died, but they were taken from Earth to check their memories. I thought four people were taken. I don't remember. I saw it yesterday. I'm pretty sure there were four (laughs) taken. I can't remember who the other ones were, but definitely Kingo and and Cersei were taken because they said they were going to have their minds, their memories um, evaluated to see if Earth was worth saving. What about Fastos? Where's he at? Yeah, Fastos would have been one of them. Maybe it was Sprite still. I swear there were three taken, four taken. No, maybe there's only three. Maybe you're lying maybe. to yourself. I saw it on Tuesday, man. It was too long ago. Um, We didn't talk about it. Last thing, Icarus. Yeah. Oh, how Icarus. Straight into the sun. Flew too close to the sun, or Icarus. Fitting. Fitting. Yeah. Very fitting. Bit on didn't the nose. Fly too close, just flew straight in. Hmm. He's like, yeah, eat. Straight so this movie side. also gave us our first MCU suicide. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, it, it's solidly dead. Dark. Dark oh. movie, this one. <laughs> Unless you just going to punch on with the sun. <laughs> well, who knows? Eh? Maybe, Maybe the, the sun, sun doesn't kill will him. make him stronger. <laughs> no, he's not soups. <laughs> <laughs> he is not the big guy. He's not. just... He's just a big guy. He's a smaller version of a bigger guy. <laughs> Look, I was really happy to see a Man of Steel type flying around. It was it was good. It's always to see. good seeing a Superman. It's always yeah, good. A Superman, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, mate, have we covered? So that's how we finished it. We had them taken by the uh, by the Celestials to go through the memory see if Earth's worth saving. You've got a half-finished forming celestial coming out of the ground. Well, how great was that shot? Yeah, where's where's Tony? He would have loved to see that. Dead. <laughs> Poor Tony missed out on watching an eternal. Is that what we're getting at? Earth. <laughs> like, he would have loved that. Yeah. Like, how are they going to explain this? You've yeah. got a giant marble statue that's just come out of the earth. Well, I mean, well, I don't know what's happening. Obviously, Doctor Strange is busy. Pretty sure that's going to change the rotation of the planet as well. You know, there's a couple of... We were worried about little MCU plot holes that would pop up. This is a big the one. the Eternals being... Look, I'm not worried about this one because this is present time. We have to see other people deal with that now. But throughout time, these guys have been there and you're like... They're like, oh, we didn't get involved because it didn't involve a deviant. I mean... A deviant's essentially a bad eternal, I'm going to say, and that was Thanos. Uh, nah. It may not have involved a deviant, but you had Thanos there, man. Like, Either way, you guys didn't get involved. Cool, whatever. Why didn't Thor come get them? Did you love the little Thor reference? 
I did love the Thor reference. I wish it didn't happen. That Kingo said he used to love playing with Thor as a kid. Yeah. But how? it's like, well, then Thor knows about the Eternals. Yeah, and how, how? How did he play with Thor as a kid? Well, what's funny is that in the comics... Um, Was he on Asgard? Thor is responsible for Vikings trying to take over certain countries. So he comes and helps Vikings. That makes sense. And one of the battles they lose is because of Dane Whitman's ancestors with the Ebony Blade. Oh, wow. So it all sort of ties in. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what they're referring to, but because obviously the Eternals know about the Ebony Blade as well. So, you know, who knows what's going on. I would have liked Icarus to lead the Avengers. (laughs) I love that he put his hand up for it too. He's like, Uh I reckon I could lead them. And they're like, you wouldn't even pick to lead us. (laughs) (laughs) Burn. That felt like a very much um, that old Beatles quote of someone asking asking John Lennon. He's like, is Ringo the best drummer in the Beatles? Like, sorry, the best drummer in the world. And he's like, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Yeah. Like, Like, ouch. But he would have been picked. That's the thing. If he didn't kill, what's no. her name? No, no. I believe she changed her mind before that. Nah. Nah. She changed her mind when he betrayed her. You reckon? Yep, hundred percent. Ah, I thought on the porch when they nah. were talking. I'm like, she's already off him because no, she I was re- trying to convince him at that point. He was still stuck to his mind. She was like, look, I know what you feel, but... And that's why she sent Sprite to live with Cersei, not go find Icarus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think she'd already made up her mind, man. Like Ajax, man, she knew what was going on. Well, she didn't. Or else she wouldn't be dead. (laughs) So she didn't know what was going on at all. She had no idea. I feel like she was weary about the whole thing, but man, him throwing her into that pit, jeez. Just yeeted her in there. See you later. That was that was brutal. That was brutal. Um, anyway, man, look, we always hit a rating on these, so I am I'm interested. You know, where did you land on this? Better seven five. Yeah, seven point five. Seven five. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm sitting on that too. To be honest, that's seven point five. It was better than a lot of the other MCU movies. That's for damn sure. Look, if we're just looking at this year, it's a lot better than. Black Widow. Oh, for sure. And it's... Look, I'm struggling to compare it to Shang-Chi because they're both so different. You know? I like like Shang-Chi more than this. See, I had a great time watching Shang-Chi. I had a great time watching Eternals. I just think they're they're different experiences. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm probably putting Shang-Chi higher, but I've got to be honest... It's it, the only reason it's close is because of Aquafina. I feel like we're gonna have to we we have to make our own list on this. I think and discuss we're have to it do like a, put a, it on a page thing or something. Yeah, and try and work out where where we sit. I oh, know we both we both fully agree that Iron Man is the numero uno movie of the MCU. Yeah, my issue is that I'm like this is number one, maybe two, three. This is the last three, and everything else in the middle is a blur. <laughs> like, and I think this, is, and I think the good thing about it is we're gonna have to try and discuss it and decide because we're gonna have very different opinions on movies. I think. Yeah, oh, on man, what falls where. So we're gonna have to find a, a middle ground to agree. You're gonna have to come agree. over one one night just for like we'll have drinks and a whiteboard. And it'll be like an old fantasy draft situation. Just lines going everywhere, red string. Why is this better? That leads to that, leads to this. Yeah, look, guys, if you don't get another podcast from us, it's because we did this. We did this and (laughs) we just fully disagree. And and we're still doing it. (laughs) And I may have have said Winter Soldier sucks and then Anthony cried and then it's over. Oh, there wouldn't be tears. (laughs) (laughs) There may be, it'd be you. Not from me, I'm sorry. It's all good, pal. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, we just thought it was great, man. What are you talking about? It's great. Man. It is good. Yeah. Oh, um, you just tried to pick something divisive there. You're like, I didn't believe what I said. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's why I said it's good, not great. It's good. It's good. Robert Redford was in that. Remember, Robert Redford. So good. Anyway, guys, <laughs> that's thanks it. for joining us. Um, that was our one shot re- Eternals review. 
Um, we liked it. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. Go see yeah, it. No idea. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was good. I wouldn't, Cheers, say it was, I wouldn't say it was great. I'd say it was good. It was a good movie. Yeah, Solid. It was good. Look, it's it's top 15 <laughs> in the MCU. How many movies is there? God damn. 25, I think, yeah. 26. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> See you, man. Boy.